Hello and uh, welcome to a Monday episode of uh, my small holding walks and all which is um, generally about something that uh, I want to talk about something that's got my goat or something that's made me enthusiastic um, something I've thought about, mused about <clears throat> and uh, this one's no different really um, this one, so this week uh, we have the news has been dominated by the COP26 uh, climate change uh, meeting, summit, whatever, uh, and everything that's gone on and surrounds that. <laughs> and I, I watch it in total bewilderment, really, because, um, you know, you've got all these world leaders uh, flying, presumably, to this one place where I'm, you know, proved that everybody can do things on Zoom, but um, I guess that they, in their head it's important to all get together and be in the same room, whatever. But um, I don't know, Just it just smacks of uh, hypocrisy, really, I guess, especially when one certain world leader has a cavalcade that, that you know, consists of so many cars it's uh unbelievable um is that really necessary i don't i don't think so really <laughs> not in my opinion um on the flip side you've got all those protesters that also traveled there to uh protest against you know against the world leaders about what they're doing and they're blah blah blahing as uh one certain prominent protester will would say um I think my personal opinion is that we can't rely on world leaders to do what needs to be done for us really uh the the the, the temperature the overall temperatures uh by 2050 are predicted to climb to uh climb 1.7% increase if we don't do anything if we do something, they're still going to climb 1.3%. So we still have to be mindful of that and think, what can we do uh, personally? Is always, I think, always comes down to a personal responsibility. We all inhabit this earth. Uh, yes, we have leaders um, in, in one form or another. Some are great, some not so great. Uh, trying to direct us all through this, but... Um, Basically, what they're doing is is just trying to herd everybody forward uh, when they don't really know where they're going their south. It is my the way I see it. I think you just they just um, you know nothing seems to get done ever. Nothing massive. Nothing big. Nobody says, yeah, we have to stop this and we have to stop this now because there's too much money involved, and it, it always always boils down. To money and the economy and the world economy local economy you know it always boils down to money uh it, if you if you take that out of the equation things would be a lot different but of course they can't because uh many many countries people leaders are, are too greedy whether you believe in um climate change uh due to uh human uh act Activity, or whether you believe it's a natural cycle makes no difference. Uh, the fact is that uh, the world is warming up um, by considerable 
degrees. And so that is going to have an impact on um, our future. It's going to have an impact on our children's future and our children's children's future. And that's why it's important to me to voice what I think we need to do in order to help them in the future because they're going to need to think differently um, than we have in the last 50 years, say, more. In um, 2007, a fake weather forecast was made by David Attenborough um, predicting that the temperatures by 2020 would be, uh, I think it was 31 degrees. They exceeded that. They they were 33 degrees. So that was a 2007, you know, forecast predicted for 2020. And we've gone over that in 2020. So it just gives you some idea that, you know, scientists and they, they know what they're talking about. They, you know, they predicted accurately, uh, you know, and it's gone above and beyond that. So we are heading for whatever reason for uh, an increase in surface temperature around the world as a whole, you know, and some places are already hot enough. Um, Is it going to be, is it going to sustain life, you know, these extra degrees? I don't know. I I don't know, you know, how they cope with it anyway. I mean, we, we don't have that, you know, quite high temperatures here in the UK and we already... Um, struggle to deal with the extremes in temperatures that that are coming thick and fast every year it seems to me by 2050 um, the temperatures are predicted to be around 36 degrees centigrade in the UK uh, judging by the forecast the predicted forecast that they made back then uh, it's probably going to be hotter than that and we can't even cope with uh, sustained periods of 30 degrees uh, Celsius because um, we're not geared for it in any way, shape or form. And I don't see much in the way of change to gear up for it at all from anywhere, uh, which is a bit scary. What is that, what is that going to mean? Well, it's going to be hot and dry summers. Uh, there'll be crop failures, there'll be hosepipe bans, flash flooding, wildfires, uh, humid nights, because we don't, on the whole here, have um, air conditioning. Uh, animals are going to suffer from the heat, which will cause a drop in their production. Um, you know, we're going to have wetter winters. They're going to be milder, but they're going to be wetter with torrential downpours, which we already see. And I've already said over the last sort of four years have increased massively and uh you know the torrential downpours that come and there's just nowhere for the water to go uh the infrastructure for all that is uh non-existent and uh what's more there there isn't the available funds um to to put any of that or a lot of that infrastructure in place it's just not feasible it's it would cost far, far too much money to uh, to stave off all the devastation that that's all going to cause, you know, whether it's um, flooding, flash flooding, fires or, you know, anything really. 
that's what's ahead of us. And uh, as far as I can see, uh, there's not a lot being done about it. I don't know what will come out of this COP26 meeting of mines. Um, hopefully, some really great things, but um, I, I won't hold my breath uh, because uh, these things take seem to take years for them to thrash them all out. So that's why I think it's down, and I, you know, always say it's down to personal responsibility. You've got to take responsibility for what you need to do in order to uh, get through these times or, or learn to live with them. Um, a lot of what has happened is already undoable. We can't, we can't undo any of it. Uh, we can only try, if that's, if that's the way it will work, to try and slow things down. So for future generations, we have to look at ourselves each of us, in individually, I don't think it's any good looking at things as a whole because, generally speaking, it's just like a crowd of people just walking and carry on walking. They just follow in the people that are walking. You know, you, you, you've seen the old, you know, the English love to queue and they'll just join the end of a queue. And I've seen, you know, people don't even know what they're queuing for. You know, can't see the other end of the queue. They think they're in the right queue. They just get in that queue and queue and get to the end of it and find out it was the wrong queue. Um, so yeah, I think we have to be responsible, we have to look at all areas of our life and take personal responsibility, uh, for what we can actually do in order to help ourselves through, you know, the coming years, uh, is my opinion. And, and that, that also then boils down to educating our, the next generation. Um, you know, I'd like to see it on a massive scale, generate, educate the whole, uh, generations to come but um if that doesn't happen it's, it's down to I find it feel it's my personal responsibility to educate my children and and get them to educate their children and hopefully that you know that will carry on forward because that is what needs to happen you need they need to be educated in what might happen not just blindly walking towards a future that uh you know, is not going to be uh, nice, really. It's not going to be very sustainable the way it is. So you have to make your own little world as sustainable as possible and you have to be as reliant on yourself as possible. This is this is my opinion. I, I can't see that um, globally it, everybody's going to move in the same direction. So I think it has to be down to the individual to take responsibility uh, for themselves and for their immediate future generations and impart any knowledge and and the important stress the importance of uh, looking forward and to what might be and how do I cope with what might be it all sounds as though it's really scary um, and uh, I apologize if it is it scares you. I personally don't find it scary. I find it a challenge. I find it um, a challenge to overcome those kind of obstacles. Um, and I and I was always go back to the fact that knowledge is key. You know, the more knowledge you can accumulate on various topics, the better prepared you're going to be for any event that comes. You know. 
And um, John always laughs at me because I do. I like to watch um, a lot of post, you know, apocalypse type things. They are, they're my thing. And uh, obviously one of the biggest ones is like The Walking Dead. And John says, don't you get sick of watching people dying all the time? you know being killed I said not it's not that's not what I'm interested in I'm not interested in the gory you know dead people walking what I'm in, always interested in is how survival is portrayed um because that's what I'm interested in I'm interested in survival of the species if you like of all species uh and how the the best way you know ways that we can use you know or even knowledge that comes from these um programs that think oh yeah i didn't think of that i didn't think that that might be an issue um because it's all knowledge then you can go away and look it up and think right how how would i overcome that if that happened you know those are all the reasons i like to watch those sort of things not for the gore or anything like that but for the for the survival um, of the species and how they manage, I, you know, and I've read many books on it as well, different novels, you know, different types. And, you know, it's always portray- portrayed differently. You know, there are different types of apocalypse, um, some more believable than others. Um, some of the more believable ones are obviously like solar flares or, you know, asteroids, although hopefully they would see that coming or what they're going to do about it, I don't know. But, um, you know there are some very believable uh, events that could happen. Um, might wipe us all out, I don't know. But if not, and there's some people still here, then they've got to try and survive in, in a world that uh, that is totally different. And um, how, how do you do that? Well, you do that with basic skills. You ha- it has to be basic skills. And, you know, basic skill is not how much money you can earn because when it comes to it, if it came to that, money is going to be pretty obsolete it's not going to be worth anything you know your, your 10 million dollar yacht is not going to be worth anything your big fancy house and your fancy cars and all your designer gear that is not going to be worth anything what you know is going to be gold dust what you what you you know the skills that you have and the knowledge that you have are going to be priceless totally priceless There are lots of different ways to um, look at what I talk about. Um, we've just lived uh, mainly through, um, you know, the past two years, the majority of the past two years, in a worldwide pandemic, which was um, scary. It, to start with, it was very scary. Uh, we didn't know anything about it. And uh, it was, you know, millions of people died. Millions of people are still dying. But we're managing to get through um, day by day, really, it seems. Uh, you know, we're getting through it. It may, Was it man-made? Probably. I don't know. Manufactured? Who knows? But uh, there could be worse to come in the future. And if, you know, if it was man-made or if it wasn't, if it was nature-born, you know, there could be worse pandemics than that ahead of us. Um, I think we're in for a bumpy ride in the next sort of 50 years. 
uh, either through you know disease or natural causes you know natural disasters um yeah i don't i don't think our time is over with the with it i don't think many of us will be the same again um but you know we're lucky we're the lucky ones to so far have lived through it uh, a lot of the um uh, an eminent uh, scientists seem to be in agreement that in the uk we have peaked um with the covid we'll see um hopefully that is the case and hopefully we can get back to some kind of normality uh you know although we we are we have been going that way but it is it, the world is you know life is still not normal not not like it was before um maybe it never will be again but even if we do get through this pandemic and life does return to normal we still have the natural disasters uh, ahead of us and we still have this global warming ahead of us and uh, it's for all those reasons that you need to look at the world differently is my opinion you need to look at your life differently and you need to um, explore different options uh, gain knowledge um, you know you might never need it I mean I didn't think I would realistically need it up until this pandemic came and um then I could see that it was, you do, you do need these skills uh, because you don't know, we don't know what's around the corner really for any of us. So uh, yeah, I think that uh, knowledge, knowledge is always key. The more, the more knowledge you have about what it is you need to do to get through life and to get uh, past some catastrophes if you like uh the more knowledge you can have about how to get through that the better it is and i do think and i always think i've always thought it comes from it starts with yourself um can't rely on others to to do that for you it has to be self-reliance while i'm listening back to that um you know what i've already said uh, there's a obvious glaring gap, um, as far as I'm aware, between, uh, you know, the the, the things, um, and I don't know, I haven't read uh, much of what's come out of there, to be honest, but um, between the countries and the governments trying to backpedal um, and undo some of the damage that we've done to the planet and the gap between that and how we move, how we, as I say before, future-proof ourselves in the event that we can't undo any of it. Um, that's, yeah, it became quite obvious that there is a massive gap there. And uh, that's what I mean about the top and the bottom, really. It, you know, they're looking at the bigger, wider issues uh, going forward and how they want to try and undo some of it and I'm stood at the bottom looking up thinking well what if you can't do it you know what if what if this not, that's not doable how do we then uh, live uh, in a world that we've created uh, you know with higher temperatures and 
flooding and drought and crop failure and and all that kind of thing how do we do that um i don't know there may be people looking at that it's not coming out on the on the media so yeah there's an obvious massive glaring gap there as far as i can see um that's being missed totally totally being missed so that's my thoughts Thank you for listening to this episode. As I said, it's um, it all came about when I'm watching the COP26 and thinking, why are we relying on these people, you know, to fly in from all over the world um, to, to sort our future out? Obviously, we need big businesses, uh, governments, countries and everything to come to some sort of agreement and and try and get these um, emissions down. Uh, but we we can't rely totally on that. We have to rely on ourselves for anything that comes our way, really, because uh, we can do that. We can do that as individuals in our, in our space. We can do that. We can future-proof ourselves. Um, not entirely obviously there are going to be some things we can't but we can try and I think that's always my my thought is it you know it has to come from the bottom up rather than the top down because the top is too big it's too wide too spread Um, I don't think it's really going to make a massive difference so they can't agree can't ever agree on anything so uh, how they're all going to agree on on doing something useful for humanity um, en masse is, um, well, a question that I, you know, have yet to see the answer to. Uh, we might get some answers. Mm, as I said, I'm not holding my breath. So thanks for listening to this. I um, hope you've enjoyed it and uh, given you something to think about.